Let me know if you wanna go to that whole mile on the range. We got a lot of nice girls.
How you doing? And welcome to the award-winning 99% Radio Network here in the Fishbowl. Proud partners with the High Seas Rally, broadcasting you live here in Bedford, Texas, man, where our weather is really bipolar. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we started off with a brisk 28 degrees or 31 degrees this morning, mm-hmm. and we are in our, um, I guess, the 50s or 60s now, man. 65. 65 now, man. Woo! Like 32 tonight or something. Man, we got to give we gotta get that Texas weather some medication. <laughs> hey, I want to welcome uh, our co- my co-host here, uh, my brother and uh, co-host 12. What's going on, brother? It's another beautiful day in the great state of Texas. Yeah, and the beautiful battling Bettys, man, Pitbull and April. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Good. Couldn't be better. Good, man. Uh, it's just another great day here in the fishbowl. Man, and I'm going to start off with a rant. Um, <laughs> I have to. I'm, well, first I'm going to start off with uh, uh, thoughts and prayers and shut my watch off here. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's a fine. That's a fine. Uh our thoughts and prayers go out to all those who were injured in uh, the Fort Worth uh, gas explosion off uh, 8th Avenue yesterday. Thank God for our first responders, those heroes out there, man. Our law enforcement, paramedics, and firefighters 
without hesitation, jumped on that scene and went in to rescue who was there without hesitation. minutes or something, they got there super quick. Yeah, they got there super, super quick, man. God bless our first responders, man. When you see one of them on the road, man, please thank them. They saved a lot of lives and helped a lot of people. So, But our, our thoughts and prayers go out to those who were injured at 21. All right, so now to the rant, man. You know we have this, um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, um, but we have uh, an immigration issue over at our border. Have you heard about this? I have not heard about it. No. Um, yeah, thought, yeah. The, so last I remember, the border was more secure than it's ever been. Like going oh. back to like 2020, there there were patrolled people that came here illegally yes, were being picked up that. and returned to their homes. What happened? Yeah, so th- what there's, did I miss? A, there's this big thing about a lot of people coming over into our country, crossing the border illegally. And they're shipping them throughout different states. Who is? Um, well, one... Uh, Governor Abbott, our great Governor Abbott here in the state of great state of Texas, you know, is worried about our residents and overloading and and really collapsing our economy. And with all these people coming over, he said, "Hey, listen, let me buy you guys a nice bus ticket and send you to those those communities that accept you, that want you, that are able to, who said that they were sanctuary cities and are opening their doors with open arms." So New York, being one of them, mm-hmm. opened the door to these people. Wow. Right? It's very nice of uh, that. Yeah, it was. And God bless you, Eric Adams. You know, you are a one hell of a mayor. Uh, to open your arms for all these illegal immigrants and then slam in the door right in their face. You know, right. typical. All right. Now, here's the rant. All these people are coming over, and now New York can't. Uh, they're overloaded with immigrants and uh, rats the size of uh, possums running all over the place upward of about two million rats uh, did you guys see the videos go oh, on to youtube the subway guy. oh my god how many rats they came out you, and, and like like 25 rats came out i'm like holy crap Are you serious? oh yes, it, you gotta youtube that man it, it, right. it's it's way out of control so so out of control in new york that they they put um somebody in charge of the rat problem they got oh, this that's lady. Job. Now. I would yeah, like your job. Your rat position, please. Yes, yeah, yeah. How do you apply for that? <laughs> yeah. I grew up in the projects. I know. Like, okay, I lived in the projects for a while. Like, I totally know how to do this. <laughs> oh my God! But anyway, so not only the rat problem, we have the immigration problem down in um in New York, and a lot of them are being sent to Floyd Bennett Field, right? Floyd Bennett Field, which is a federal preserve, um, sanctuary land. Uh, owned by the federal government, and they were staying there. So the federal police is going around the uh, the outer fence line, and they're seeing all these high-end cars parked along the, the fence line. Some have temporary tags, some have no tags. Whose cars are these? Well, it turns out it's the migrants. Oh. They are actually getting enough money from the government to buy vehicles. Now, April. I guess you save on a plane ticket, too, if you're just walking over. I guess. Now, April, how did you get to the studio today? Um, I Ubered. You Ubered. I Ubered. Um, or public transportation, yes. correct? Or public yeah, yeah, transportation. Yeah. Um, but those cars are pricier than the car I even drive. Yeah. And, and people who are, not, are coming to this country illegally, crossing over the, the Rio Grande, with no documentation, are having these high-end cars. Well, by the way, um, 
your tax dollars and our tax dollars built that housing on that property. The Correct. federally protected reserve. Do you know if me and you wanted to go to, say, like the Sequoias, right, a national park, a nationally protected place, and build a house, what the hell do you think would happen to us? Oh, we'd be kicked out. In a, in a heartbeat. In a arrested. We'd go in to jail. Heartbeat. Right. In a heartbeat. This, right. Listen, the American taxpayer should be so pissed off right now, they should take one look at, at shit show Joe and his failing administration, all the crap, the litany of crap. Okay, his failed policies. Forget the personality. Just like Trump's personality sucked. Personality sucked. Wish he could keep his mouth shut, but his policies worked. Shit show Joe's policies have failed. I don't need him to be the head of the party. I need him to get his stuff done. To, exactly. <laughs> you know? it, it's ridiculous. And even the schools, they're coming over and then the, they're putting, which I, I think the kids should get an education when they come over. But they're now in our public schools or their schools, and our children wait, are being pushed aside. Wait for bit. it. Wait for oh, it, because that's a good go. segue. There's more wait coming. for it. There's more. There's more. Go ahead, jump right in. Huh? Just jump right in. Just jump right in? Uh, well, since she brought up schools, why don't we find out what else is going in, going on in New York City with the New York City School District? Now, um, Pipple, you came in here to the studio today, and you said... Why is my kids off school? And today was the first day back, and yes. then they come back. You, you parents need to get their kids back in school, correct? Yes. Right, because you have things to do. Yes. Right. Um, well, the poor parents over in New York City in one of the high schools um, got a letter today saying, guess what? School is closed. What? We are going to send your kids home, and you can homeschool them until we can find a place other then Floyd Bennett Field to um, house the migrants. So we are going to put them in the high school. Oh, oh that sounds fantastic. God. So now these parents, now these New York City parents who sent their kids back to school and you know going back to work and everything else, getting back the regimen after the holidays, now they're told, oh, no, 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 no. Your kids are going to have to stay home and do school from home because we need that building like the for... Pandemic. Like what happened when right. the pandemic hit. Yep. Right. Luckily, so, my kid was only three years old during the pandemic. Now we're putting. Now we're going to put the migrants into schools Which and kick our tax-paying children, the, the parents of our tax-paying children, out of the schools, so migrants can stay there. Oh. Listen, I may be wrong. Mm. Okay, I may be way off balanced. If you disagree with me, man, I mean, leave a, a note in a comment or call us, 214-556-6239, and, and, and dispute what I'm saying. Listen, I believe everybody has the right to come into our country legally. Mm -hmm. Go through the process. Listen, I don't give a shit where you're from, man. Mm -hmm. You are welcome into the United States of America. Just we want to know who you are. We should not be footing the bill for, your, for these services. Right. You know... What what really That's what pisses me off. Yeah. Well let me tell you what pisses me off about all this. What pisses you our, off? Our our current administration is spending billions of our dollars letting these people in, mm -hmm. providing them with medical care, credit card, phone, housing, and so on. For the last nine months, the 99% radio network has been going back and forth to the uh, Navajo Nation, mm -hmm. uh, working a couple things. One has to do with veterans, the other with MMIW. And, and for those who don't know what MMIW means, it's Missing, Murdered, Indigenous, indigenous Women. 
that's yeah. so for those who don't know what MMIW means, I mean it's a it's a big thing. And we've been lending whatever weight that we have and whatever reach that we have to getting the word out. So we've been out there on the reservation and while you're out there you can't help but see how our natives at least on that reservation live and many of them i believe it's above 80 percent according to what gabriel joseph uh our friend who was born at fort defiance on the reservation he's been working a project out there right now and that's what's got me pissed off big snowstorms swept across the country right it, it it hit the u.s pretty good out there at window rock and other areas around the reservation there's three to five feet of snow some of these people still live with dirt floors their only source of heat is Wood cordage, right? Yep. What they can cut down. Well, right now, these elderly people, and I heard a story that he, uh, that Gabriel relayed to me the other day of an elderly veteran who's on dialysis. He does home dialysis. He relies on a gas-powered generator. He is 10 hours from the nearest 7-Eleven or gas station where he can go and get something. Some of the, the Native American warriors out there are actually having to put essential only supplies in backpacks and hike an average of three to five miles and there's three of these groups that are out there right now as of yesterday that were hiking out to these people's homes to give them just the bare essentials mm -hmm. they've had to call in a uh, a 501 uh, c3 charity that detail or that uh, works with wood they go out and they chop. cut wood chop mm -hmm. wood for um, for charity and haul it in trying to keep these people from freezing to death in these horrible weather conditions Awful. all right so the, the what the question that occurred to me we spend billions of dollars helping people who come in here illegally the biden administration uh dhs secretary Mayorka said a million or more have come across that we don't we they come across we let them go come across let them go Got away. put them on a plane ship yep. them to new york Hook them up, mm -hmm. right? These people, and this is no joke, they're driving these luxury cars, and we can't afford them things, yeah. or I can't. I drive a Ford Fiesta with 150,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. Come on. And the check engine light on. And the check engine light's <laughs> on all the time, okay? There's something I, wrong with this. I train all the time. <coughs> right. I don't even own a car. Right. I don't own a car because I prefer not to have a car, but it, I, it's also cost-effective, very yeah. cost-effective. So. Yeah. It, but it's, it's so frustrating to me to see how some of these people – we're we're mainly concerned with veterans but you can't help mm -hmm. but feel for all the people that are out there and when you see them still living dirt floors no plumbing mm -hmm. no 911 no ready access to no all amber alert exactly just started in the country and they're in the country yeah there are original americans they are yeah. we stole their land and we stole their land we That's stole right. their land and yet they they get jack shit from the us government yeah. to, you know now they'll say we we do this we do that Okay, go out there and take a look. You Show can see me. for yourself. And then you see how some of these people that they haven't even filled out the paperwork yet. They haven't even gone to their court yeah. hearing to, to say, yes, you're eligible. We want you as a citizen. You have something to offer this country. Oh, you speak English. Oh, you want to assimilate. Oh, you want to be an American that salutes the American flag, not like some of these Palestinian pukes that climb up a flagpole, take the American flag down, desecrate it, and put up the flag of Palestine where there is no imagine, such thing, I might Can add. you imagine what would happen to you if you did that in their, their native oh, country? Uh, if you went, ripped down their, you wouldn't. 
You would be. A, you would be. That killed. would be the death penalty. If you went to another country, yeah, took Soviet down their Korea. flag, desecrated it, and raised your flag or carried your flag in protest, oh my God, you would. You would be. Mm -hmm. you, you would go to prison for for life, or or be so you, yeah, locked up in some cell. Yeah. Do you, you know? know I, I, just I, let me just grab one thing while it's on my mind with the Navajo Nation. You know, you you brought up. You really got to take a look, and it's a and it and it's heartbreaking. Um, like when we were driving through um, up to Window Rock, we came down this one road, and we saw a whole bunch of trucks alongside the road. Uh, you know, older pickup trucks, and then we see all these people coming out of the woods, carrying lumber. Mm -hmm. And this was during this was in the summer, just before the summer, right? Twelve. Yes. Right. Not only not only men and women, but children carrying like just loads of lumber and putting them into the back of the truck. And uh, Gabriel, we, we asked Gabriel, like, what is going on? What What is this for? And it, and like 12 said, it's to heat their house. So the children are even out there stockpiling wood so they'll have um, some sort of heat for the uh, winter months. And unless you see it, you know, the news doesn't capture this. No. Nobody captures this. They're like, and they're right here. They are a 12-hour ride away wow. right here in New Mexico and Arizona. And... Nobody captures this. The news doesn't capture this. But you know what? The 99% radio network, we are going to bring this to light. We are going to capture this by, uh, you want to so tell them what we're doing? We're going to be, uh, like I said, we've been out there several times uh, already. We're going to be going out there uh, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. And this is uh, this is open to everyone. We're, we've teamed up with uh, the Navajo Hopi Honor Riders. Um uh, I got uh, a reach out today from uh, uh, Iron Legacy. Uh, they reached out to uh, let their uh, their chapters out west know. Uh, I've talked to some of the Punishers from West Texas. I've talked to my own club, uh, the Southern Dogs, about supporting it. So it's open to anybody that wants to come out there. But we're going to go out there and we're going to uh, do a ride around basically the four corners of the reservation beginning at uh, Window Rock right across the street from their seat of government uh, for those Hey, welcome to the 99, you're on the air Hello, welcome to the 99, you're hi. on the air Hi, this is Lori Hey, Lori, what's going on? Not much. You're not live right now, are you? We are live yeah. right now. Do you want to oh, you want to hang up and Skype back in? <laughs> Can we call you on Skype? Yes. All right, we will call you on Skype. Give me five minutes. Okay, I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're good. Okay, you're good. Good. All right. Okay, let me let me finish let me finish that thought real quick. So we'll be going out there in April. We'll be starting right there at their seat of government. For those of you that don't know, their their government, the Navajo Nation's government, is modeled after ours. They have a president, vice president, speaker of the house, uh, attorney general, and all of that. We were invited there. We got the invite direct from the chief of staff representing President Boone Nigren to go out there and do that. So it was a great honor for us mm -hmm. to be a part of that, and we take our promises to them serious. So we're going to start at Window Rock, cross from the uh, Code Talker, the World War II Navajo uh, Code Talkers Monument. We're going to ride from there up to Shiprock, from Shiprock over to uh, westbound to Tuba City, down to Flagstaff, and then we'll finish uh, 
uh, if all things work, we'll be finishing in the parking lot of the Gallup uh, New Mexico Police Department. So awesome. basically making the four corners of oh, the nice. uh, 530 miles. 530 we'll miles. We'll do that in two days. And it's not just bikes. You can bring your Jeeps. Bikes, too. Jeeps. Anything. Anything, man. Jeeps, I mean, if you can ride a bicycle wheels. 530 yeah. miles. And you keep want, up. You, and keep right? up. God bless <laughs> bring you. Your bring your hoverboard. Bring, yeah, bring whatever. <laughs> and, you know, uh, me and 12 were uh, discussing this today. You know, this is a raising awareness. This is not about raising money. This is about raising mm-hmm. awareness. So this is open to everybody. We are not charging anybody. We're not charging any bikes, no two-ups, one-ups. We, we just want your support. We want, you, we want to show the Navajo Nation. We want to show the Indian Nation that we are here. We hear your cry, and we are here to help. If you choose to donate to um, the Navajo Nation when we get there, There'll be somewhere you can don't make a make a donation to help out the families over there. Um, that's totally up to you. But right now, this is a 100% awareness ride to raise awareness on the missing children and women, mm-hmm. the the murdered women and children, and uh, the raped and 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 really uh, those unsolved four thousand unsolved cases. Unsolved cases. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is raising awareness to. So it's a weekend ride, man. Put it on your calendar. We are going to try to get some sponsorships to pay for hotel rooms. Um, we'll do our best. But looking at the hotel rooms, they are pretty cheap. They're only about $94 a night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a well worth uh, well worth it for this um, yep. ride. So. We want to, you know, you you drive Pitbull a Jeep, right? You're in the you, you're in that duck thing, the Jeeps and stuff. Santos Lopez, yeah. Uh, formerly oh, we're going to have um, we're going to have uh, Motovision. Uh, Matt Nokus. Matt Nokus up front leading with us, yeah. Uh, yeah. Adventure Motorcycle. So it's going to be a big thing. Right. So we're inviting everybody. Right. It takes planning. It takes time to run out there on the weekend. Right. It's not close. Right. Okay? It's isolated. But we owe it to them. We owe it. I, I believe we owe it to them Hell to yeah. draw attention to the discrepancies. Why does the current administration spend billions of dollars on these illegal people that don't speak the language, mm-hmm. do not assimilate, don't give a shit don't about contribute. Our, our traditions or customs. They don't contribute by serving in the military or, or the Peace Corps or yeah. some other ways. They come in well, and the they Salvation go, Army. Give me benefits. Right. And that really irks me when you have people out here that really just want uh, to be to treated and live with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, because think about it. They told us directly here's the thing you meaning white people right the mm-hmm. the uh foreign americans i don't know how to describe yeah, this but right. you the and it was mainly the white people let's be honest yeah. right you hate us you wanted to exterminate us mm-hmm. you came in and you forcibly removed us mm-hmm. from our homes mm-hmm. and made us go to reservations or some forts you did all historically that's mm-hmm. how it's been back and forth so all they're asking for is respect, but mm-hmm. they're living like paupers in the richest country in the world where we're giving billion dollars away to people that would just as soon mm-hmm. stick a fork in our eyes or to we're look using, at like, us. You know, yeah. Indians for like, you know, they yeah. celebrated in certain things, but they don't help them. Like you get like right. teams named after them and like, yeah. right, right, the right. And, and then they take it away. And, and then they take the teams then, away yeah. on Long Island. All the teams had to be, all the football teams had to be renamed. Which I don't think any of them thought that it was a bad thing. I mean, no, like, that shows power. No, it does. And, like, it does. Like, every one of us, I guarantee you, every one of our relatives mm-hmm. 
came to this country oh, legally, yeah. more than likely through Ellis Island, through Ellis Island mm-hmm. right? We Scottish had to have Irish. a physical. Mm-hmm. We had to be checked. What's excuse me, uh, Mr. Grandpa Salerno? What skills do you have? Are you a stonemason, a, a carpenter? What what can you contribute to the viability of the United States? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Remember what John F. Kennedy said? Ask not what your country can do for you, but what, what you, you can, can do, do for your country. For your country. Mm-hmm. They, asked that co- they asked that question. I just at heard Ellis the music Island. in the background. Yeah. Dun, 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 well, it's a dun, true dun. statement. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that's what these people are. They're trying to um, manage the land, be good s- stewards of the land. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, uh, real quick, real quick, I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break from the High Seas Rally, and then we're going to get uh, Lori Montoya on the phone, and uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Cruise Director JT, and I am standing right next to Lionel Gammon of Law Tigers, and big news, big announcement. coming. Big news. Wait, (laughs) big news, okay? Cruise Director. Where's Cruise Director? We have big news. Big news. There it is. All right. Coming to the High Seas Rally in 2024, four builders, four bikes. Lionel, what does this mean? Four builders, four bikes. You get a chance to win four in 24. High Seas Rally and the Law Tigers invited four builders to build each and every, well, four of you, a custom motorcycle. So we have Xavier, of course, of Provident Cycle Works. You guys know Xavier, love him. He's given Nikes for two years in a row now. Mm-hmm. And Xavier's helped us bring some of his friends. So we have Magic Mike from Magic Mike Designs. In Vegas, we have Pat Patterson with Lead Sled, Lead Sled Customs out of Ohio, and then Rick Bray, RKB Customs out of Fresno, California. So these four builders have agreed to build us four motorcycles, fully custom. This is no run-of-the-mill regular OEM bike. This is a fully custom motorcycle, and you can win them. Absolutely. So right now, the way we've been doing it is you have the chance to win one. Not anymore. It's four. 2024 win four in 24 so all you have to do is be on board no need to buy extra tickets or anything like that just book your cabin make sure you're on board in 2024 and you will be entered automatically to win four custom motorcycles now make sure you follow the journey on social media these bikes are going to be debuted at daytona bike week in 2024 so stay tuned and like i said just make sure you are on board the ship that's it big news (laughs) See you on board, everybody. Hey, welcome back to the award-winning 90% Radio Network here in the Fishbowl. Uh, we're going to be getting uh, Lori Montoya, the founder of Biker, down on the line right now. Uh, give us a moment. We're giving her a call. She's over in the beautiful state of Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi there. Hey, what's up, Lori? How are you? Not much. I better turn off. I better turn off. I'm watching you guys live. I better turn it off. No, then you can see you. <laughs> You're on video yet? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Great. Well, welcome back to the show, man. Uh, it's been, a, you know, last time we spoke, it was on a high seas rally. As you can see, we got two uh, new, uh, we got two new uh, beautiful co-hosts from the Battling Bettys. We have Pitbull and April. Love it. Hi. Hey. 
Thank you guys for having me. It's been a minute. Um, I don't know how much if the high seas rally is still a little foggy. Um, <laughs> I think we were all having so much fun. And uh, but yeah, it's certainly great to see you guys, especially the pre-party that you guys were at, and just you know kept bumping into each other. And it's you know really can't put into words to people listening if you haven't had an opportunity to do the high seas rally, you got to do it. I mean, it's it's what two thousand people of of our people all on a cruise boat just having fun. Hey, Lori, can I give you a shout out? This is twelve. Hey, so. I don't know if you were listening. I know you follow the show, but I don't know if you happen to be listening this day. We were talking to uh, some uh, folks from uh, Motorcycle Club down near Katy, Texas. Uh, uh, it's month, maybe a couple months back now. Uh, it was right right after the cruise that we talked to them, and we were talking about um, when we sent a Sir Stitch doll down to a little girl who had lost her father uh, in a motorcycle accident, and then. Uh, had to have open heart surgery in December. And I want to make sure that people know um, your heart because I think it's really important to what you try to do with uh, Biker Down uh, and how you interact with people. For those uh, of y'all that don't know it, when we we here on the 99, we found out about this uh, little girl, eight years old, that uh, had just lost her father. He was a EMS. He got killed in a motorcycle accident, belonged to uh, a club uh, down in Katy. And uh, we sent her uh, Sir Stitch. That's how we got uh, involved with it. Uh, Stitch and Mom sent us one, and, and it went down uh, to her. And in, when, when uh, Lori heard about uh, this accident, this little girl having to have surgery at Christmas time, she immediately stepped up and uh, and reached out to the family and ensured that this family just had so much trauma and stuff going on, got a Christmas. And uh, I don't know what all that entails, but I want to tell you, I thought that, I thought then, I think now, that that was a stand-up thing to do. I think it says a lot about you as a person, and I know Sideshow and I really, really appreciated that, and uh, it kind of kind of kicked off our relationship uh, with you, your involvement in that. And I just want to make sure people knew that's the kind of stuff that you guys um, do. That that's what your heart is. So I want to say well, thank you. I I can't thank you enough. You actually just gave me chills and and a little tear in my eye because um, you know, as I normally tell people, Biker Down is not your warm and fuzzy charity. You know, we're not. At kids, cancer, veterans, law enforcement, what, whatever your per, you know, heart uh, resonates to. But what we are is an organization that when a biker goes down, and they are at their most vulnerable moment of their lives. And so having a safe place to fall, having something for all of you that are listening, a resource to say, listen, I don't know what Biker Down can do, but give them a call. I personally answer every help request that is given because I'm I'm scared to delegate that out to somebody. Um, we've been doing it for 14 years. That program that we uh, worked with you on that is our Adopt-A-Family for the Holidays program. Um, it's kind of our way to pay back the community. We do adopt uh, families, injured riders that may in the fall are still recovering and we make sure that no kid uh, doesn't have Christmas under the tree. And I think what they got was a $250 Walmart or a Visa gift card um, and uh, love and support. And, you know, we just don't want anyone to be alone. So it's a labor of love. 
And uh, most people don't realize that 93% of all fundraisers in the biker community go outside of the biker community. So it kind of makes my fundraising and my efforts challenging. Um, but I love the fact that our community is so giving. But thank you for that. It means uh, a great deal to me every once in a while to get those little shots in the arm that remind me that everything I'm doing and saying is just not going out into cyberspace. Oh, it definitely isn't, Lori. Uh, what Biker Down does for all of our biker community is, um, you know, when we look at, because me, this show, we talk to so many different people from so many organizations, and, <coughs> excuse me, you know, there are very few that really put the 150% effort in like you do. You are 100% dedicated to the biker community, and that's why we support you wholeheartedly in every aspect of uh, what Biker Down does. Um, we love what you do. We love what, uh, who you represent, and um, we love your heart. Thank you. I, I, people always tell me I have a heart bigger than the size of Texas, so I'm a really honored for that title you know but it's a labor of love i mean i get i there's been times that it, it gets challenging we had over 500 help requests this year wow. um, i probably talked to 40 45 families of fatalities um you know it's kind of like a trauma nurse every single morning when i wake up there's a help request on my computer saying and that person's world is turned upside down and uh, so we spend a tremendous amount of time um, working with motorcycle awareness and you know that's hopefully one of the reasons I love doing these interviews is to get people in that mindset of what does really motorcycle awareness really mean because you know for years we have thrown it out to the cagers and the driving community to watch for us and you know we still want them to do it but clearly they're they're not doing it um, nationwide we're just facing an epidemic of injured riders that are getting you know distracted driving people running stop signs you know drivers just not paying attention mm -hmm. um, but the big problem is is that once that accident occurs is where the biker truly realizes how uninsured they are and, you know, again, I'm not, um, I think we should all take every lawyer and throw them in the ocean with cinder blocks. <laughs> and I know that we don't like them, but we, need, we also need to know what a true motorcycle attorney really is. Um, it's easy to say you handle motorcycle accidents, but it's a very specialized injury. And it comes with a lot of challenges um, because we get profiled so much. Um, so it, it's it, there's a lot behind um, motorcycle safety and motorcycle awareness that goes way beyond do I wear a helmet, do I not wear a helmet, do I have a right to wear a helmet. It's wearing the safety gear that will keep you safe in the event of an accident. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but um, we just got sponsored by a company called MBT Clothing that makes street biker type of clothing to keep you safe. Um, and so, so those are the things that when I get this kind of opportunity on this scale to talk to people, um, that's the things that you need. You need to make sure that you have uninsured motorists. I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many times I am dismissed by people going, I'm covered. I'm covered. I don't need your help. Well, what do you have? Do you have full coverage? Yeah, I got full coverage. Well, you just told me you love your bike more than you love yourself. You know, and talking about your talking points before of we are overwhelmed with a number, astronomical number of people that are driving uninsured, yep. no driver's license, 
limited insurance. So when you get hit and you're in ICU or you're getting surgeries, you're expecting that driver to have the coverage to take care of you. And when you find out they don't have insurance or you find out they only have 25,000 liability because that's what the state only requires them to have, you're screwed because that full coverage that you think is so great is only going to maybe replace your bike or fix your bike or pay off your bike. Right, so, and, and $25,000, maybe cover your emergency room stay. That's not going to cover any emer- That's not going to cover any operations or rehab or therapies or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So having so spending a little bit more for a quarter of a million dollars, and that's what we standardly recommend is, um, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars of uninsured motorist coverage because really a quarter of a million dollars I can keep my nose above water you know and I've got a good lawyer and they'll you know I've got insurance and having you know the other thing is is that if you're a primary breadwinner in your family and you have a wife and you don't want her to work which is great but you've got three kids under eight and you're getting out there on a crotch rocket or a bike and your balls to the walls, you know, and then you get in an accident and you've got liability only on that bike and you have no life insurance, you know, you have nothing. You have left that family in such a precarious situation that that. you won't recover. You'll be in bankruptcy. Um, You're going to lose your home. Your kids are, your wife is not going to be able to sleep at night because she isn't going to know you know, why we don't have these things. So, you know, knowledge is power. And I think it's just as important as that cool piece of chrome or that pipe and everything else to really sit there and say, listen, do I have something, even $30,000 life insurance would give your family something, but it's not going to put your kids through college. Right. You know, through Biker Down, we offer a Biker Down membership that includes AFLAC. You know, we've all seen the duck on yep. TV. And it's very what does that, that AFLAC thought. membership entail? It means that if I get in an accident, I get so much for the ambulance. I get so much when I go into the ER. I get so $1,200, I think it is, when I'm admitted to the ER. I get $300 a day in ICU. You know, you take a serious accident that you're in multiple surgeries in in ICU for maybe, you know, let's say 14, 14 days, that's $4,200. Then you get 200 something dollars for a regular hospital room. You get $100 a day in ICU. In the event of a fatality, you get $35,000 accidental death benefit. You lose a limb. You know, you could get between seven and ten thousand dollars, all for the price of thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents a month. Wow. So I tell people, if you're a little bit older, let's just say I'm in, I'm sixty, almost sixty-one. But what? Say you're in your fifties. Yeah. Damn, girl, you look good. Look <laughs> what? That happens when you lose 80 pounds. But, you know, you're in your 50s and you smoke and you drink and you're a biker and you try to go get $50,000 of life insurance, you're probably going to be paying more than that $37.50 a month. So it's it's just vital that if someone, if somebody tells me you can't afford it, then you really can't afford to not have it. And that accident policy at work, if you can get AFLAC at work, that is probably short-term disability. That means you're going to get up to six months of your pay, not at 60% like other companies and things. So there's just things that people need to have that, that any woman that's listening to this, that husband that rides, you have a responsibility to sit him down and say, what do we have? (laughs) 
<laughs> sure, because every man loves to be scolded by his wife about his motorcycle stuff. <laughs> Honey, we, we're going to sit down and talk about your motorcycle insurance. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's a it's an awkward conversation to have, but it's more awkward and more distressed when you find out that you don't have anything. You know, I mean, we're living in an economy where there's no health insurance, there's no benefits like we like the generations that we come from. So we have to find that, and there are programs out there that you can get it based on your your uh, rate of pay. So just because your employer doesn't have it doesn't mean that you can't get it independently and so those are just vitally important and not saying it would make my job a lot easier because you know even if you're in a club and people say oh and you know my husband's in a club and so you know they're like oh well we take care of our own dude you ain't got the money to take care (laughs) of a brother that's got a $2,500 a month house payment and he's got kids and he's got two cars etc you ain't got that kind of money and there's no fundraiser we're going to do in the world that's going to make someone whole so if you love your brother or if you love your friends in your writing group or whatever you do find that that 37.50 a month or get it independently if you you know and and just have the stuff that you can go dude i'm good i got aflac i got i got short-term disability i got you know oh my god my husband's got life insurance i can i can now spend the next three or four months grieving the loss of my husband or my wife and things so it's just vitally important i mean biker down does a lot of amazing things but if 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 any of the what i say today gets out there is please motorcycle awareness and safety begins with us hey Lori, one of our uh our listeners good friend of the show uh homie said uh to to uh put the exclamation point on what you just said and i quote homie is a broke ass nacho but won't be without coverage still be expensive no matter what and if i'm in doubt ask me well you know uh homie's wife went down uh on her bike and she's still she's still recovering um and, and homie i don't know what your hospital bills were and and the rehab but I mean, when she went down, she broke broke uh, bones, tore ligaments, and I, I know she's still she's still recovering. This is almost a year later, and the the medical bills still pile up. They still, you know, and you know, Laura, you hit it right on the head when you said, you know, that life insurance or those policies kind of give you a little breathing space where you get time to grieve because when someone's healing in the hospital, the worst thing you want you want to work you want to focus on their their healing. You don't want to go, yeah. oh shit, are my lights going to be turned off? Do. Is my water yeah. bill due? You know, yeah. you don't want to worry about money. So what what Lori is saying, man, and she sees it throughout our country. She she hears the stories. She is not fabricating anything. She's telling you she's shooting straight from the hip to say, "Hey, listen, this is what you need to be protected. Please be protected." She hates to hear these stories and she hears them every single day. Yeah, if you if you're taking a Starbucks every day and you're then going on a bike ride and you're having a $8 beer and a $4 Fireball, you can freaking afford it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. you really can't. If you've got a beautiful Harley shirt on it, you can afford it. If you're going on the high seas rally, you can afford it. And, you know, and again, I'm not judging what people do, but these are the realities. None of us want to have to have insurance. None of us. I mean, it's, it's, I look at what my husband and I spend 
for our vehicles, toy hauler, house, business. You know, we're looking at thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month, and Just it kills insurance. me yeah. every single month. But and I've had the biker down accident policy since we were founded, and I have never used it. But my husband's used it twice. And through our business, we have the short-term disability through Aflac, and he's used that twice. But we would have had a really tough time. And even if you have the residual income, even if you've got the money at at home, why spend it? You know, you've got to give up maybe a Starbucks, maybe an expensive mm-hmm. burger, you know, just a little bit. Thirty-seven fifty a month is nothing compared it's a Har- to what we You said it right off the bat. It's a Harley shirt because you can't get a Harley shirt for less That's than thirty-seven half bucks. Of a Harley shirt. <laughs> you know, you walk in a Harley, it's a C note right off the bat, and then you're you just coming out with a HD <laughs> But I'm just saying, even on clearance, you know, you're yeah. going to spend that. But you know, our lifestyle is one that we. We, we have, this is an expensive sport. I mean, yes, you can buy a $5,000 bike and get on there and go and things like that. I, but but what I'm saying is in general, you know, we're going, we're eating out a lot. We're doing a lot. I'm just saying, just prioritize a little bit. Right. You know, as I said, there's tobacco motor wear, but MBT clothing sponsors us. You know, I understand a pair of Kevlar pants for $250 sounds ridiculously stupid. But when you go down and that road rash eats up your jeans, because you're probably not riding in weather like we do where we've got the leather chaps and things like that, you know, you're going to love the fact that you You've got those two hundred fifty dollar yeah. jeans on, you know, right. or and they've got the armor in it and things like that, and you can still look as cool as you look when you're wearing your Wranglers or your Levi's or whatever and stuff. So it's really just prioritizing budgeting, and uh, you know, again, here's another thing, and I, people will hate that I'm saying this, but there are services out there called Emergency Assistance Plus. And uh, my friend Dazlin and I kind of got on that is one of the biggest things that people get when they ride is they get life flighted to the hospital because mm. we're riding in these remote areas right. and we may get um, ambulance to a small hospital, but then we want to go to Dallas where they have the best trauma centers and things like that. That could be an $85,000 life flight that your health insurance is not going to cover. Wow. Yeah. And. And, you know, yeah, if if the guy's got a million-dollar umbrella that hit you, yeah, you could probably get reimbursed. But there's a company called Emergency Assistance Plus, and there's a whole bunch of other companies out there. I'm not plugging them. They're just who I got through AAA for $167 a year. And this keys into the high seas rally, too. They will life flight you home. They will life flight you to the hospital. If you go down in Daytona and your wife needs to get to you, they will pay for your wife to get down there. Wow. If you're traveling internationally or on the high seas rally and you rupture something in Cozumel and you want to freaking get to Miami or to the U.S., they will bring you home. And they will all, if you're on a road trip with your RV, they'll get your RV home. It is probably one of the best $167 for my husband and I to spend to have that kind of assistance. Um, it's really crazy cheap in in relative to right. things. But, ha- but I mean, yeah. how much how, you you breathe so much easier now that you go out when you're out, you breathe easier because you know that you're covered. Yeah, you know, you're on the high seas. Ra- My mom got sick on that cruise we took after the high seas rally, and she was freaking out because she had not bought the medical. 
on on the cruise you know she had not bought that she knew better than everybody and when she was getting really sick she's like i just need to get home you know and how are we going to get you home i mean she had like a twenty five hundred dollar medical bill from the um infirmary on the cruise ship wow i mean it was crazy <laughs> you know so having that kind of insurance and things like that so it's just you know it's risk versus reward you know i'm yeah. like you said we're, we're older things happen and you get sick and you just want to get home so you know just motorcycle safety and awareness begins with us you know covering the unpredictable it, it, right it's I mean, covering the unpredictable. never can plan anything and the fact that it is affordable i mean i was a single mom and even getting health insurance i'm like yeah. you know but knowing that it's like under 40 dollars, i mean that's yeah. so easy to do I and mean, just think about it you know we, we are older and you know just Tipping over on the bike after a few drinks, you're gonna sprain something. It's well, gonna hurt. Heels the bar, know, I'm gonna have you walking those heels. Muscles are sore than you know, well, it's, it's gonna and hurt. Getting back to her having family is is that um, the I, I don't kind of promote it on Biker Down, but we have two bikes, two riders. But we also you can also get a family plan through our Athlac rep through Biker Down. That you know if you've got kids that are playing soccer and football and basketball and you know all these things that you probably are. At the emergency room several times you know you're not going to get monumental checks from Aflac for an ER visit but you're still going to get more than what you're paying in a premium so right. I think that family plan is like 60 65 to, it's, uh, it's almost the same as two bikes two riders so what I always say is this you know sign up for it um, I don't sell the Aflac I get nothing from it I have an Aflac rep because that's the insurance side of 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 the membership you're just getting it through our association but you know you talk to them and say listen I'm doing it for me but I what about my kids and then we'll just upgrade you to a family plan and then you know every time the kids are hurt you know you're gonna get like here's an example you know I'm from Colorado and we have Red Rock which has got all these steps my grandson decides he's going to hop down <laughs> <laughs> instead of hop up and he, at the time his mom was selling Aflac and he's in the ER he goes hey mom how much do I get for this ER visit from Aflac let's split it you know and just having that extra money you know to maybe pay a premium pay for prescriptions or something like that it's invalid and if the kid really gets hurt you're getting paid for blood work and surgeries and x-rays and all above and beyond what your insurance carries and that's really pivotal this doesn't get paid to your hospital this is cash money that's paid to you tax deductible for you to do anything you want with it and those are the moments where i can keep my nose above water so oh, yeah. really really important so hopefully i'll have all of you sitting at that table with an application in for the biker down membership because currently i don't have any of you on there <laughs> well all right well we will make sure well, 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 i, well, I well, can give up i can give up a harley shirt and with that uh, <laughs> um did you want to say something well i was i i just I was seeing something in here i'm trying to keep up with the, all the stuff right. that's coming across my feed it's trip's birthday so you know yes. what we have to do Oh, well, we'll sing Happy we Birthday right after we do this. Hey, Laura, I, want, I did want to say in regards to what your point there, uh, one of my brothers on uh, December 4th, coming home from the uh, the club party and a, a patch party, uh, got uh, had a, a, a girl talking on her phone, turned left in front of him, mm -hmm. trying to cut the light. And he yep. spent from uh, December 4th to last week in the hospital, was in ICU for two yep. weeks, bike was totaled 
Um, I don't know what the status of his insurance coverage was, but when you see firsthand, and it mm-hmm. happened right there at Rowlett Road in 66, uh, when you see firsthand the leftover of it and you know all the surgeries that he's had to have, had to have yeah. three, mm-hmm. um, you know that, that bill pricey. that you were That's talking about. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's it's got to be close you know, to twenty you, grand a day. You bring up the girl on her on a cell phone, and Lori, I just want to uh, plug because um, I you sent you showed me that commercial. I, I saw that commercial that you were in. Uh huh. All right. So you know, you and you brought this up in the beginning of the conversation. You know, girl turns you know in front of you on her cell phone or or guy girl or guy. I know I was already getting a dirty look. Why does it got to be a woman? Uh, well. um, cause you're <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, so it, it is, it's very important to get the proper motorcycle attorney as well. Correct. It is. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if you want to promote who you, uh, just promote. Well, I didn't promo anybody because well, I know that you're sponsored by Law Tiger. No, we're not. No, 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 oh, no, no. We are no. not. Listen, I, I'm not a fan of the big commercial um, law firms, and and I know they they are not fans of me because of what I say. I want people that are. I don't care if you're a biker because I know a lot of lawyers that are shitty, or a lot of bikers that are shitty lawyers. I want a Harvard litigation. You know, somebody that will isn't afraid of insurance companies. I don't want billboard lawyers. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not about that. I want when my Biker Down members go to one of the lawyers that I, re- I recommend, I want to know that when they call, everybody in that office knows their name, they're not a number. You know, but listen, it is what it is. But motorcycle law is very different than... Um, automobile accidents because you get a witness that goes, well, that bike was going really fast. Well, how do you know? Well, it was loud. <laughs> well, my bike oh. is loud when I started. You know, right, so right. I'm just saying you need someone that's very experienced. And uh, there's a, a law firm in Dallas, the Larson Law Firm. Um, and and I, if anybody's interested, um, they would do a free motorcycle insurance review. That's the other thing that's super important is is if, if if everything that I said today resonates with you and you'd like to get an insurance review, you can email me at office at bikerdown.org. We will send you a confirmation that we got your request, find out what area you're in, and recommend that you speak to either an insurance agent or a motorcycle attorney. Because the person who can tell you just how uninsured you are or underinsured you are is somebody that's going to sue on your behalf. So, and so we have a lot of attorneys that will do uh, free insurance reviews. And I just want to make, again, knowledge is power. And um, these cases don't settle quickly. You know, so you're looking at six, nine, 12 months. Of course, an insurance company is not going to settle with you right away, no matter how clear cut it is. Right. You know, that's really in, in the scheme of things where insurance abuse is at. And people don't realize that every case has is assigned a law firm to do insurance defense. I personally worked for them for 12 years. They will milk that case for five grand a month for nine months to a year, Mm -hmm. and then they'll settle it for what they should have settled it in the first three months. And people don't also realize that when you're seriously injured, like six months you're recovering until you're completely recovered and a doctor releases you your lawyer cannot get you anything he can't even really start the demand letter 
So and so people get really mad at at motorcycle attorneys or lawyers. Well, they're not doing squat for me. Well, you're not done being treated yet. Right. So you've got to plan for that long haul, and that's why Biker Down really tries to help be that middleman. You know, of here's the insurance companies, here's Biker Down accident scene management. You need to be trained on what to do in the event of an accident, and then having really good board certified uh, motorcycle attorneys that are more than just taking a picture in front of a bike. And I vet <laughs> all of our law firms and I don't have 25 of them because I don't need 25 of them. I need five to 10 really good ones that will do what I expect them to do as a paralegal that knows the law, that will talk to these people even if they don't have a case and will give them advice, that will give them a soft place to fall. And I promise you, the the big law firms, even Morgan & Morgan or any of those, you call and just need someone to talk to. If you don't have a case, they got no time for you. What you need is people that care about the motorcycle community. And so, we try to Lori, provide you a resource for the best. So what you're saying is that with no disrespect to the aforementioned um, group, uh, there are other uh, firms out there that will... Uh, operate in a very similar maybe more personable manner that aren't the big uh chain style um uh big box firm companies. big yeah. box right. uh, that kind of thing yep. uh we we know a few we actually met uh sideshow and i met some on the uh on the cruise yeah uh yeah. and uh you know so the the key there right if i'm i'm hearing you right is Absolutely. kind of shop like around here in and Las look vegas, and, you know uh, you guys know i'm here in vegas i've been here since november you know because we have a chapter out here we work with a law firm called full throttle law yes. they are small they're intimate meaning you come in they are bikers but that's not really the most important but his law firm does family law criminal law um it does, you know, a personal injury. When you get a law firm like that, you're not farming. Oh, they do probate. So when you, let's say you have a biker here that that passes away. Now, you know, a lot of law firms, big box and small, will go, well, you need a probate attorney. Well, no, with full throttle law, you just need to hire full throttle law. You know, in Colorado, right. in Denver, we have Scott O'Sullivan from Rider Justice. I've worked with Scott for 13 years. I give that man more referrals of people that he can't help because they don't have the right coverage or the person's uninsured. But Scott still calls every single one of them. He still will prepare them. You know, we need to prepare you guys for what you're what you're about to go through um so yeah i like the smaller more intimate um i don't want to have to call and reintroduce myself 12 yeah. times you know i want to call and and have the girl go oh hey john yeah no problem let me get scott on the phone for you hey hey scott john's on the phone you know i want that especially right. when you have a wife that's traumatized and she's gotten this thing in the the a letter and she doesn't know what to do with it and blah 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 you know it's hard and a lot of times people will say well i'm sorry i'm only doing your personal injury right. you well, want an well, aaron brockovich of the biker world well, is what you want. You know, I, I in leather. Here's in leather. There, I won't mention his name, but there's an attorney here in Texas that advertises everywhere, oh. and he he uh, he's well known for this implement that he uh, he refers to himself uh, as this particular implement. And, okay. Uh, you know, I got in an accident. It was a pretty good accident, so uh, I went to him, right? Because you you know yeah. you, you you believe. What you uh, see? The advertisement yeah. has credibility, and you believe uh, the billboard. Yep, yep, you believe the billboards, and I will tell you, 
Things are not always uh, as they seem. It's a mill. They yeah. they uh, they actually did quite well for themselves out of my accident. Yep. I didn't sure. do all that great. And uh, it really matters, folks, when you get in an accident, whether it's an auto accident, motorcycle accident, that you find good representation. You got to find people that are willing to uh, Aaron Brockovich it. Yeah. Right? You got that, no, go that they're going to take that, yeah. that they're going to take control of your case. Exactly. And they're not going to farm it out. Like you said, it, and you're you not don't want to be part of that pu- number. You don't right. want to be part and of that puppy the mill. bike community too. It's, I mean, cause a lot of times when you are a biker, you come in and they're like, ah, oh, you know, it's probably your fault or something. I don't know. I'm just yeah. being stereotypical. And so like having a smaller firm that understands or, you know, is more hometown, they'll look at yeah. you like a regular person yeah. and they understand what you need and what you get done. You are a working man. You're a, you could be whatever profession, but you're a biker. Right. You know, don't treat me yeah. like I'm just a biker. I, yeah. I mean, Scott rides very little because he had someone that passed away. It was one of the reasons 25 years ago he got into it. But, you know, I, I also want to know how charitable that firm is back to the biker community right. because when you tell me and i'm not saying that the couple big box ones here in in our community aren't charitable because they are what i'm saying is is like in colorado you will see scott at every you know sponsoring attending you know taking time out of his day not having representatives that are doing this in the booth going yeah take as much as you want i want people that will engage will talk to you will establish that relationship with you um and it, it's just really just so, so much more important i love that aaron brockovich because i've had too many people tell me i know just enough to be really dangerous and, <laughs> yes. but i've okay. also been doing this for 14 years and so sometimes listen sometimes somebody calls me and goes you know i'm really upset and scott hasn't got me my money and mama and, and scott or whoever and i'll go well what's the problem and they're like well well i'm dying out here and, da, da, da. and i'm like dude listen to me you drove with you know limited liability she has insurance you're not done being treated yet he can't do it sometimes just hearing from someone else right you know i get what you're going through i know you're freaking out let's see what we can do you know i'm having another resource and i work very well with them and and sometimes they do get busy and i can call and scott will always take my call and i can say scott listen you know joey is just freaking out here what's going on and with their permission he will talk to me and say you know dead at laurie i can't do anything until the insurance company gets back with me and but you know so i think we it's a really good triangular of communication between the law firms that i work with and there are other people out there that claim to help injured motorcycle riders and you will find that all they are is a referral link to other to lawyers which is good but they don't help you you know these people are desperate they're lost they're like oh my god you know and i'm trying to tell this woman whose husband's in a coma listen i need you to do you have a house payment yes we do okay you need to call the finance company and you need to move two or three payments on the back end of the note you need to ask for a temporary hardship any biker out there that owns a home you need to call your mortgage company and find out if you have that temporary hardship option because hmm. not all mortgages have that right pardon me not all mortgages hold that that hardship uh, I, I don't clause. think i'll do but let's just say you know someday by the grace of god interest rates go down again um <laughs> we uh 
I'm just saying knowledge is power and yep. knowing if you have a temporary hardship option on there. Yep. Sometimes if you have that option, they will move to payments summarily, but temporary hardship gets you could get you more than two months. I'm looking at getting you you know, some relief for the next 60 days. And, you know, do you have car payments? There's a lot of people that have a bike payment and two cars payments sitting in the driveway. You can call those finance companies and tell them that you need, you've, you've been in an accident, you need to move two payments on the back end of the note. You take two car payments and two house payments, you know, for 60 days, I've saved you probably two or $3,000 that you don't have yeah, to come depending on where you live. for giving it, but they're moving it to the back end of the note. Hell yeah, depending on where you live. And like you said, knowledge is power. And, um, you know, Lori, that's that's one aspect. The high seas rally is another aspect. But you you also, if I'm, correct me if I'm mistaken, you also give um, biker safety courses, correct? We do what we call accident scene management, and those are, we host them with the help of our sponsors, um, our motorcycle law firms. It is a program that's done through Road Guardians and Vicki Sanfilippo, and I want to make sure I give a sh huge shout out to Vicki because she's definitely a road warrior biker chick. But I believe that it is so important that anyone who rides whether it's in a group, in a club, in a setting, or anything like that, have a trauma pack in their bike. Mm, um, we yeah. have those in our store on Biker Down because the whole reason the Biker Down was founded was when a girlfriend of mine went down and we had three rain gears, five sets of, of sunglasses, one water <laughs> bottle. And a partridge um, in a Not tree. one person had anything to render proper first aid. And then people are, she's in a barbed wire fence. And they're like, don't move her, don't move her. Dude, we got to get her out of the barbed wire fence you know we've got to we've got to learn how to stabilize her if she's not breathing we need to get the helmet off so that we can start cpr how do you properly remove a helmet how do you right. properly roll someone over on the side to check to see if they're injured on the back this is a, a, you have to give up a saturday or Sunday, you have to give up a full day. It's a full course. Um, our sponsors um, offset some of the costs. We can get it for about forty dollars for oh, a wow. rider. We provide breakfast and lunch. We can have them in anywhere in the United States. And if you email again, office at Biker Down, I will give you Road Guardians link. But we can do them if you have a group and you can get twenty people, fifteen to twenty people. I will get you the sponsor. Hey, here's a thought, Lori. Wow. Here, here's awesome. a thought. Some of the guys uh, making comments on here uh, from the UK were talking about how uh, fire departments over there uh, which can train people like the road captains or whoever might go. Yeah. I know uh, our mm -hmm. good friend Sea Dog. Uh, he had like a level one trauma kit that yeah. he carried in the back of his uh, three wheeler. Yeah. He had everything in there, including an IV bag, you know, quick yeah. clot, all kinds of stuff. Plus, uh, he those are big life saving things. Life saving things, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I mean, what, what normally our class is really just to teach you how to keep them stable until EMTs arrive. Right. I mean, I work a lot with the combat vets. I was very fortunate three years ago to get to go to their, their national convention. And they were eating up these trauma kits because they were very combat medic um, tailored and they had the right things. They, these are starter kits. They're $50, you know, and they're going, oh, no, I put tampons in there and I put this in there. I mean... Mm -hmm. 
you know, having just the right thing, saline to wash the wound. I, I always tell this story. I was at Sturgis and a gal went down. She was on the back at, and we were making a turn into um, into one of the parks. And she, you know, had shorts on. Bad move. But mm. she got... A, tons of road rash so i'm off the bike because i'm not your blood and guts girl but we salined and got all the gravel out of her her you know thigh and then put burn cream and antiseptic cream patched it up and off we went the next morning i expected to see this scab thing like she slid into second <laughs> and it was it was an infected it was great so you know it's not always about just you know these these horrible accidents and things like that but certainly you know just having the knowledge that you can help someone until EMTs can arrive. Mm -hmm. How to properly secure the scene. People all the time think, okay, well, we'll put these seven bikes all around um, the biker. Well, you've mm -hmm. just created seven targets. So it's mm -hmm. easier to take one of those Boy Scout, you know, those uh, silver blankets and know how to properly lay it out, how to properly get three people to roll the body on the side put that blanket underneath and inch that that rider that injured rider off the road mm -hmm. so these are all the kinds of things that you would learn in the class if you go to our youtube channel we've got tons of um videos that we've done over the years but it is a great program it is sponsored by road guardians i want to give vicky another plug because without her but don't misunderstand me stop the bleed cpr classes i think if you're going to take on the role as a road captain or ride in the back to take care of everybody you need to have that basic knowledge but i think everybody the should have it general, because you can yeah. be rolling with your husband and roll up on an accident mm -hmm. you know being able to pull that trauma kit out and maybe you don't know what to do with it and all of a sudden a nurse comes by and you've got everything there that they can render cold compresses i mean the list just goes on and Every on and on count. so yep yeah, now, now uh, before we let you go, Lloyd, because I know you are very busy, um, these uh, the, our listeners, we that you can get these trauma kits on Biker Down website. Yep, you go to bikerdown.org and you'll look on the upper right, and it'll have a, a store link. And I'll uh, get after this. I'll get on and put one on the front page so it can just take you right okay, to yeah. it. But yeah, you go to our store on there and just type in trauma and it'll come up for fifty dollars and uh, have everything that you need to be a very good starter kit that's fantastic great. yeah, yeah. If, if also if, if anybody wants we also offer those um ice emergency cards that i'm always talking about if you have a group the ice emergency cards are really valuable because if you're in the event of an accident emts will take you they'll take your wallet but they won't know who you want to have called they won't know what your health conditions are, what blood type, are you an organ donor? Um, you could literally sit in the hospital as, uh, they'll know your name, but they just won't call 411 anymore to try to find your house. They'll wait for someone to contact you. You can also get ICE emergency cards for free. You just have to pay the shipping. So we've got some great Those stuff on our store. This shirt is our new uh, Biker Down Motorcycle Awareness shirt for uh, for the ladies, and we wanted to nice. do something cool for the women. Fantastic. For the ladies. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, thank you guys so much for having me. And, thank you. Uh, next time I, I won't go long, and we can talk about the High Seas Rally because we have you, you and I, and uh, our admins have the number one High Seas Rally largest uh, group of cruisers, and uh, we're about eighteen hundred strong. So Hell yeah! We're really making a difference. 
I uh, can't wait right. to see you again on the High Seas Rally coming up October 26th through November 2nd. Um, listen, we have a code 99 that we use, but you know, for all your supporters and all your listeners, uh, Lori, give a shout out on your code that people can use your code as well. Awesome. Oh, it's just Lori Montoya. I keep trying to get him to say biker down or, or um, <laughs> high, just say Lori Montoya because, to be honest with you, what I'm doing in our group is everybody that registers that joins our team, I'm going to split the proceeds with everybody that donated. So we'll do like a fancy dinner, we'll do an excursion, we'll do something together as a group. And the other thing that I'm trying to negotiate with uh, High Seas Rally is we're going to try to get them to let our group bring back the door contest. Oh, okay, okay, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do a door contest because you know how everybody decorates, and then yes. I'm also, yep. we're also talking so to them about <laughs> doing a, um, um, a, a some sort of bike show online where you can submit your bike, and then we can have, like, uh, the cruisers have their own type of bike show. Uh, so, you know, before, before the cruise, and then we'll narrow it down to, like, the top three or four five of each category and then you know so we're hoping to really do some more things with them and i promise this year not to do the belly flop contest i can't beat them <laughs> oh. but you did have a great costume you 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 were the best looking one up there i'll tell do you, you that. know how many people thought i was really pregnant <laughs> oh it you, was just ridiculous did you I belly flop pregnant like, no, like no, fake no, pregnant I mean, so I, after I got done, I pulled out this belly, you know, maternity thing and started squishing all the water out. And they're like, oh, oh my God, God, you're not pregnant. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Laurie, man, once again, epic. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the 99. Um, enjoy uh, your stay in Nevada. Tell your husband we said hello. Can't wait to see him again at, at, uh, on, the 90, on the High Seas Rally. And um, once again, thanks for everything you do for our biker community. Go to... Uh, bikerdown.org for yeah. all your needs um, and if you purchase one of those trauma kits you won't regret it what's up yeah. Yeah. just real quickly we want to give a shout out to Shannon Dazlin too for all the timely information as Lori was speaking she was typing it in there thank you for that thank, Shannon. thank you so much thank you so much Shannon's my best friend and my biggest my biggest uh, cheerleader and I love her to death and we've gotten she helped me adopt almost 30, 30 families this year in Las Vegas. So she's a rock star. Shannon, I love you. And Chomper, I couldn't do it without you. So God bless you guys. Love Take you. Take care. Love you, you too. Thank you, Lori. Bye, Lori. Thanks, Lori. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Lori Montoya from Biker, founder of Biker Down Man, doing so much for the biker community. Go onto the website, you know, go through it, support her, help her out. She, I mean, she's got the knowledge. Get one of those trauma kits. Hell yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's a, that's a no-brainer. It sounds preventative in every single, yep. you know what I mean? Because yeah. like she said, even if you don't know how to use the trauma kit. Somebody some, next to you will. Somebody may. And you'll have it yep. there. Don't and just pack a hairbrush yeah. and some Band-Aids yeah. and trauma kit because you never know. It's not about how we ride. It's about the other people around us. Correct. Too. And she brings, like I said, she brings so much. Her and her husband bring so much to the uh, motorcycle community mm -hmm. throughout, throughout the country, man. Uh, God bless her. We need more people like her out there. 
Uh, Who even knows what to put into a trauma <laughs> kit? It's already done for they you. Do. Yeah, Get right. Fifty dollars <laughs> is worth worth the effort and the thought that somebody else did it it's for right. me. I'm like, oh, good, because I have no idea what would be. Right, because people people wouldn't know. Yeah. To get on her website, I went and checked out the website. The video that's on there that pops up immediately, it tells you everything about it, and it like was eye opening and like yep. how it benefits and how simple it was to like explain it on that little video that she has right when you get on the website oh, on Biker Down and. Yep you'll understand why it's important to have this. And it's huge on the insurance aspect because so many people are underinsured in the That's when the duck is going to pop up when you're looking at the trauma kit. The duck is going to pop up. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're, you're so old, Sideshow, that your trauma kit, I can tell you right now. She said, what would you even put in there? You want to know what he put in his trauma kit? N- no. I can tell you. A medicine bowl. So saying, he's so old. No, no. A little baggie of dirt, some duct tape, and some super glue. That won't work? Why? That's his trauma kit. That's what I would work. Because our fathers used to say, oh, that. Rub that, some dirt on it. Rub some dirt in it. Wrap some tape around it. You'll be fine. Put some Windex on it. So you, <laughs> so you know when we're right. You know when so we ride. So that's your version of tampons in the trauma kit? Hell yeah. That's your <laughs> versions of tampons in the trauma kit. Got you. Well, so back to what she was saying. These are all things that we have no idea what we need, but it's in there for 50 bucks. It, it, yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. And, you know, so many, so many of us, and I'm guilty as it, I'm guilty. Uh, as well, you know, we are underinsured, underprepared. We're not wearing the same, the right clothes for the ride. You know, they always say, ride for the, sl- you know, prepare ride for the for slide, the not the ride. Yeah. You know, um, we're all worried about what we uh, look like when we're cruising down the road. It's not, it's not a fashion show, man. It's, it's to Nobody get there alive. Nobody recognizes you at that speed. Hey. Yeah, it's, just, it's well, to get there alive. Well, recognizes him because he likes to wear his, his green mankini. <laughs> it glows in the dark. I went down 75 topless he, one time. He yeah, well, see? There and you a go. lot of women do. They just want to be topless on the back of a bike. Yep. And, and not this one. Well, you know. That's have you never? No. You, 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 you bring up a really good point. No, because it's a woman thing. It's it just, really it's is. So I get it. Free. It's like Titanic. It's a Titanic <laughs> moment, okay? I get it. It yeah. really is. But there's social media now, and I'm not getting on. Yeah. Like, oh, I hear that, but back to <laughs> so like, what happens not if, wearing okay. the right, right What color. happens if you're giving it the Titanic moment, and it's towards dawn, and, you hit and, a one, of, and one of those mustard bugs splats on your chest? Well, if no, it's you mustard, you just lick it off and you move on. A mustard bug. You know them big old oh, yeah, bugs that's that gonna hurt. leave the stuff all over your It windshield. would not affect me because I've gotten so many bugs everywhere oh. from riding. Oh. It would just be another day. But you know, <laughs> no, but, you know April, you bring up such a, a great point. Well, that's where because, I was trying to lead yeah, you to because a lot I stupidly of, have done things like that. A lot of... I was you know, lucky. You'll see the guy. You'll see the guy all... Decked out in decked his out. leather. And the girl has no and helmet. She's in she's a wearing shorts. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. me. That's yeah. me. Yeah. And, and all the time. You know, and as the ride, <laughs> as the operator of the motorcycle, as as the man who's That's bringing that, you know, you should turn around and say, hey, you're not, you're not, you're not getting cute, on a bike. You, yeah. We got to cover it Right. Up. <laughs> Let's cover that up because God forbid we go down. Nobody wants to think about it until it happens. That is the responsible you, thing that's, to that's do. That's the responsible thing. <laughs> hey, people get in your car. You say, buckle up, right? You know? Right. Um, put out that joint. You know, we're getting, you know whatever. But, uh, put it out. Light it up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, do we have time to take a quick break? Um, we should. Uh, right. Has he called in, Angela? We, uh, Larry will be ca- calling in here in a minute. So Let's take a quick, quick break. Need, before we go. Look, I, I'm, I'm communicating with Trip right now. We, oh it's yeah, his we got birthday. Sing. He's t- oh, spending yeah. his birthday with us, All so right. we need to sing Happy Birthday to him before we go to the break. Oh, All right. Monroe style. 
Huh? Marilyn Monroe style, like happy birthday. Well, you can. You can. You can sing uh, like you that. Can sing however you want. <laughs> we can't do it. All right, you ready? Trip, this is for you. Um, I'll I'll have V send you the video of the delivery of the bikes. Thank you again, and I apologize that I haven't done it sooner. I just slipped my mind, brother. All right, here we go. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. How you doing? Happy birthday, dear Trip. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> All right. I was wondering where I was coming from. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? A woman like, of many I'm talents. Like, I'm like, am I spitting on my mic? She's like, kind of giving it to me. She's like, beatboxing. And I'm like, what is she doing? All right, let's go for a quick commercial break. And we'll be back right after this. That might have been our best uh, version yet. To go to the day. I was driving on southbound Santa Fe, and somebody did a suicide left in front of me, and I T-boned him at 45 miles an hour. From that point forward, I don't remember anything for the next 18 days because I was in a coma. She broke nine bones, lacerated my spleen, put me in the hospital for 21 days. I remember none of it. Biker Down was founded in 2011 after riding several rides over the summer and seeing tragically my friends get injured um, and I felt that there was a need missing in Denver and in Colorado for an organization that helped the biker community. Um, as you may know, many the bikers are one of the most charitable uh, entities out there and what we do is provide them a variety of services such as medical equipment, um, financial assistance if necessary, and a a plethora of resources to help them stay afloat during the hardest time in their life, which is their recovery. You know, my biggest hope is that I'll never get another phone call that a biker's gone down, but you know, that's not realistic. So I think my true realistic dream is that we can that we can help as many as we can help because it is life changing for them certainly donating and volunteering your time and even if you can't do that attend our events you know uh, attend our event and get a $20 t-shirt for your $20 you know those kind of things make a big difference in a small nonprofit like ours Welcome back to the award-winning 99% Radio Network. On the line now, we have direct from uh, Florida, uh, the author of The Life and an actor in the, the, the blockbuster movie The Irishman, Larry Mazza. How you doing, Larry? Hey, I got you there. I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Yeah, we were in the middle of commercial. Oh, okay. And you I'm know, our sorry. technology is so advanced here that we, we can't do two things at one time. <laughs> nice well, hearing from you all, again, brother. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much. The only thing I'm upset about is that we don't have the video so I can see your handsome faces. <laughs> too kind, man. But too kind. The women are yeah, upset about tell, that, tell too. Tell and go on Facebook, and she can see us on there. You're the, hey, yeah. let me introduce I, you, I, let me introduce you to our new uh, co-hosts. Larry, we got two new co-hosts. From the oh, Battling okay. Bettys, uh, we have Pitbull and April. Hey. What's up? 
Hey, guys, ladies. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, guys. Oh, uh, very good. Well, nice to meet you. <laughs> so if you don't know what what you might, we might have caught them by surprise. What the Battling Bettys are, um, Larry, is they um, they embrace the lifestyle of the 1940s, 50s pinup girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. they go to a lot of different uh, veterans' events, because especially with our elderly uh, veterans, they can relate to that because right. you know they mm-hmm. serve, they painted them on kind of the Andrew sisters type of thing, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. Veterans and first responders. Yes. I, I, Very uh, nice. I became friends with uh, Patricia and the Battling Bettys uh, some time back, mm-hmm. and our pit bull. Sorry, That's okay. and uh, <laughs> I. I I've brought them with me to uh, some of the uh, senior communities that we go to and do Hanging with Heroes with. And th- these old veterans, they just they, they love the attention that these ladies bring to them. They love their, the interactions. We brought them oh, and had them deliver nice. uh, Whataburger milkshakes, I mean, milkshakes like, uh, one day. Victory rolls and milkshakes. I yeah. mean, those guys are getting out of their walkers. Oh, and, and, oh yeah, they literally <laughs> got out of their walkers. So they... They loved it. So that's who the Battling Bettys yeah. are, and that's their relationship well, with us. They help support that uh, particular that's mission. That's great. Those, those, those uh, they certainly deserve that special, uh, you know, that what these girls bring to them. They definitely deserve it. And yeah. now more than ever, I wish I could see uh, the Battling Bettys. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I wish this was a video like last time, but no, that's great. Thank you so much for doing we'll just that. We'll have to do it again. I, I do what I can in my own way. My dad was a fireman lieutenant in the fire department for many years and uh, uh he passed now not too long ago so i have a unbelievable respect for uh anybody who does anything as far as the first responders police firemen uh soldiers of course so i thank you if it means anything to you thank yeah. you we have the same mutual respect that's much, why yeah, yeah much love to all of them um larry how'd you guys weather the uh, i heard florida got hit with some heavy uh storms and a tornado you uh fair yeah, weather that well we 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 were fine it, it happened to go up the west coast again those poor guys on the west coast are getting hit worse than us and then it kept going up into jersey we had friends of us call us from jersey that had more damage than even florida so it's it's weird uh, no, we escaped. We had nothing but rain and a little bit of wind. My mom lives in Daytona, and when they say there's a hurricane, I'll call her, and she's like, oh, yeah, we're just having a party. They have a hurricane party. They, they I just know. Get, I know. Daytona, yeah, I'm yeah, there. They, once. they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm about 45 minutes from there in Cocoa Beach, so we're up in Daytona a lot. I have some friends there. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, it's true. We get used to it. We're battle-tested. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So, Larry, what's new? What's yeah. what's what's coming up? I mean, you are one of the most uh, active guys, working, always striving, always uh, moving forward. Uh, tell us a little about what's going on with your life since uh, we last spoke. Well, uh, you know, uh, it's been, I guess, about a year since we were together, maybe a little longer. Yes, sir. Okay. So if you remember, I told you uh, the, the stars have to align. It's very difficult to really get your foot in the door in Hollywood and get something done. But they're starting to align. We have Terry Winter, who wrote the uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He mm-hmm. wrote Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, and part of the Tulsa King. He took my book on, put it to the top of his list, stepped down from the Tulsa King, and along with my producer, Joe Paletto, they now have a script written. And it's for a five-season series, maybe more, but that's what their, their, their goal is. And it's sitting in some uh, heavyweight places. That, that's the only thing I can't mention exactly who it is yet. 
Uh, but this is an exclusive for you guys. It's just wow. like that awesome. That the, yeah, <laughs> I'm so the, the script is written by Terry Winter. Uh, and like I said, Joe Pareto is my producer amazing. along with me. And, uh, you know, we actually are talking about who's going to play who. Hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. And the other thing is this. Terry said, you know, I thought when they told me that they were approaching and they were, they were starting, they're actually putting a budget together. And I just for some reason thought they would do a lot of it in studios and up in Toronto because a lot of New York stuff is done in Toronto right. for tax purposes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And just, just expense. They'll close off streets in Toronto for nothing, just for the exposure. In New York, it costs them five million to close down Park Avenue. Right, yeah. right. But Terry said, Terry said we are filming in New York and in New Jersey. He wants it to be first rate. Uh, so when you see Nathan's in oh, Coney Island, yeah, you're going to see Nathan's in Coney Island. When you see the seagulls flying, it's Nathan's seagulls. You know, he's really <laughs> going all the way. So I think, you know, uh, and I've been very, very subdued about it. I tell people, eh, it's tough, it's tough, it's tough. But I think we're there. I think very soon there'll be a, uh, what do they call it, a press release? or a yeah. Public, yeah, press release. I think there'll be a press release soon, and then I'll come back on and we'll talk about that. But but thanks for asking. I know you guys are tremendous supporters as I support you. I, and, uh, yeah, I think we're there. I think we really are there. Well, I'm so, so happy for you. Uh, that is amazing. You And you know what? You are one of those guys that really strived, worked hard, hustled, and really pushed to get this. And you know what? The book, and it's still on It's still on Amazon. Go, go get this book, The Life. You know, because the book is... All true to life. It is is it is store. It was based on uh, Larry's life, mm -hmm. and the book is just amazing. It is intriguing, so, and it thank, and it. thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, you could go on Amazon Kindle. You'll get the that version. But the only place you can get the book uh, and put in your hands is through my website, and I'll explain why in a second. Okay. And the website is www.larrymazza-thelife.com. The reason is. When I finished with the book and people read it and the feedback I got, I went to some big publishers and they were just not very uh, giving. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. I'll make more money than you're offering me. And I did that. Oh, In the last, good. You know, six, since 2018 when the book came out, I've made much more than they would have given me and I retained full rights. Oh, wow. Fast forward. Fast forward to when Robert De Niro is going to do The Irishman, uh, and the cops on his case, the ex-detectives, were all on my case back in the day. And when he asked them if they had anybody that can help with the reality and the lingo and all of that stuff, and how things are done, and how do you dispose of weapons, that part I hate saying, and things like that, uh, they said, Larry's the guy you want. So he read the book, he loved it, he invited me. I was a consultant to him. I read for different parts to help others get it. Uh, and I had a small part uh, playing a hitman in the movie. Yep, yep. But it's open doors that it just it just never ends. I met Armand DeSante, Mike Madsen, uh, like Terry Winter now. I spent a week with him, you know, talking to him about my life. And after I spoke about the war, he said, you just gave me my fifth season. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's just been an incredible incredible ride uh you know but a lot of it listen a lot of it is redemption you got to keep that in mind too i'm not proud of what i did back then i know i made some bad choices and i should have known better coming from the family i came from you know i didn't come from a mob family but you know if, we, if you ever read the book and know my story it's 
uh, you know, it was a lady that brought me into the life. And, <laughs> Don't yeah. we? And so, uh, I'm going to tell you, Larry, there is yeah. not a guy out there that would have said, oh, no, I'm just here to drop the groceries. That, you know, uh, you yeah. did what every yeah. other guy would have done. Yes. <laughs> so My father said the same thing. So, <laughs> from guys like, Spirit from True Heroes like you and him, uh, it makes me feel better. So, Larry, since it's based on your life, is it, can you, or maybe yeah. you can't say, is it going to start... <laughs> With the early days, you know, from your teenage years and go forward, well, or is it going to be? I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll do it that way. I don't know what the the, the order is, but I can say this: uh, the script that I read, uh, there is some as my young, so he gets to meet me as a kid, meet my family, you know. But I don't know, you know, as these things go on, sometimes they jump forward and jump back, you know, because really, if you watch my young life, it's Leave at the Beaver. <laughs> I don't want to watch that, you know. Yeah. So, so you've already read the whole script. The I, did. I did. Well, it's only the pilot. It's the pilot uh, with an outline for ten, ten more episodes for the first season. Okay. But from what I hear, they're through the roof. They love it. Uh, and coming from Terry Winter, I don't yeah. doubt that. You know, this guy is right now. He's the best. It's like Nick Pelleggi when he did Casino and yep. uh, uh, what was the other one? He did Goodfellas. Well, so I, I we have that guy right now. So nice. I can tell but I, you. I don't know the order of things. I can tell you, Larry. We we had um, Frankie Steele on a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. uh, he, the conversation went some places we didn't really expect it to go. He he was mm-hmm. telling us about some experiences he had at this place down by the, the what was the name of that by place? Uh, Floyd Bennett Field over by off off the Bell Park where you know. The the grounds. Caesars Bay. uh, Yeah, so he was telling us some stuff that happened down there uh, in his life experiences. And Mm -hmm. I can just tell our audience right now. If and and Frankie Steele is a, a friend of his. He he. Uh, Larry actually introduced us to him yeah. uh, a couple years ago. Um, if you're not familiar with the life and all the stuff that was going on, especially if it's not as interesting enough up to the point that he came into the life uh, through uh, uh, Gregory Scarpa and, and that whole thing, the stuff that happened during the Colombo War and whatnot was totally fascinating. Yes. And and if it includes any of that stuff that. Uh, uh, Frankie told us about the other day uh, on the show. It's just going to be. It, it'll be like the Sopranos. You can't. You'll, yeah. you'll yeah. be able to wait for the next episode to come so you can find out what the heck that, happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, there's a lot. Of, Frankie lived it. Uh, he's a great guy. You know how much I care for him, and uh, we stayed tight through all these years. Uh, yeah. So a lot of that's coming out, and you know, and more. And, and it ends. It ends just the way I would want this pilot to end, where. I've already had a few people that read it, close people. They said they want to know where this is going. They want to know the next step. Yeah. You know, now that you know the Grim Reaper, you know this young guy, Larry, you know this Linda, uh, they want to know where it's going. And then, you know, at the end of season one, uh, something major is going to happen, and they're going to say, uh-oh. And then season two comes. You know, that, that's... that's they, uh, won't, the they leave you on that cliffhanger. They leave you on that cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's awesome. You know, just... Yeah, what, what, what does he do now that, uh, you know, he, he, he knows she's married? What does he do now that mm-hmm. he, he's the Grim Reaper? What is, you know, or, or what is Greg going to do now that, you know, just so there's a lot of that in there. And then all the way to the war. It is. The war is just an incredible story. I did a podcast this afternoon for some guys out of Canada. Uh, I was on their show once before, and they enjoyed it, so they asked for part two. They came down here for it. So they were talking about the war, and they said it's just so unbelievable. The one thing, uh, Larry, 
The one thing I do yeah. have to ask you, if you don't mind, you know, and I was discussing at work because I was telling people about you and, and your book and, and how you got into the life. And, um, you know, everybody asks me that same question. You know, you were the delivery guy. You, you, you know, the flirtation started. The affair started. Then you found out that who Gregory Scarpa was. Now, at that point, at that one second of your life, when you heard that it was Gregory Scarpa, did your stomach and balls just like drop out and go, "Oh my God"? I mean, there's a bunch. Of I'm gonna, you're going to be shocked at my answer. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I was so friggin' naive. I didn't know he was. She said he was Greg. He's influential, and I never realized the magnitude of that. I never realized what this all meant. You know, little by little, as I started going, if you remember the book, I was working in the supply company and, and the sales manager. Mm -hmm. Now I would go to the club every day, and I would see him, the men fawning all over him. We would go to a restaurant, I'd see them fawning all over him. Uh, I, if I didn't get an account one day, he would call Carmine and Carmine, come back here. And he'd tell him, you go to this store and you tell him this is my nephew. You know, so little by little, I started seeing his power, his you know, his grip over the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank so, God. Yeah. Well, like I said, you didn't grow up in it. So you didn't grow up in a life. No, so you were naive right, of it. Right, right. So no, but now when she started telling me she wanted to let him know about us, oh that's gosh. when my stomach started turning. That's when I started getting paranoid. Uh, all the way till the very day that he started the conversation about how he knew about us. But there's a lot that happened in between, you know, uh, just where she would drop little hints to me. I got to let him know because I don't want this to end. You know, it, you, I don't, I'm not trying to sell the book right now. But no, but it, it. I tell you, it's you powerful. Already sold. I mean, it's like, powerful, totally man. Getting it. And, and listen, I'd like to send two books to the Betsy girls. Oh, my gosh. Oh, right. I would like you what to send me a book. Well, I'd be more than happy to. I'll sign them for both of you. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Uh, just send the addresses to Kelly's phone, and I'll take care of it. And then when you read it, Thank you'll understand you. more about what I'm saying. Uh, but then now, now that I knew him, and now you got to look at the other side of it. The Grim Reaper becomes my best friend. Right. Look what that does to my life. I became the mayor of uh, 13th Avenue. If right. he was the king or I was the prince, whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, so that at 19, 20 years old becomes very, you know, appealing. Oh, yeah. Well, now you, you're, you're untouchable yeah. there. Mm -hmm. you, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John Travolta's out. You're in. <laughs> you are the big guy. No, actually, it was about the same time, so he was still around. But, yeah, I get it. Not exactly like that. And, yeah, so, you know, and there's there's regrets and there's some, you know, things I don't regret. But it's, it's How could you regret of, anything at this point? You know what I mean? Like, everything's going well, so amazing. All the stars are lining up, just like you said. Like, you got to live life without regret sometime and just take it as the big picture, and this was your purpose and yeah. what you're supposed to do, and you didn't get to choose well, it. It chose you. God bless you, because that is one sentiment people give me, and I, that's the one I feel. Uh, I don't have regrets because of where I am today. You're right. Exactly. Everything I did brings me to my life with my family, with my exactly. kids. I have a son. You know, so I can't go back and say I want to change it. I would never do that. No. Well, I, it, but but I, am, you, I am glad you that you, I am glad that you mentioned uh, redemption in there because yeah. you did yeah. you did have a, a penalty to pay. There, this, <laughs> you, to read the life, if you haven't, when you read the life, and I'm you see, and it. it is, 
it is um, probably fair to say, Larry, fairly typical of other people's experiences to one degree or another. There's a lot of oh, stuff absolutely. that goes in there that, you know, you're I'm looking over of... your shoulder. You got, uh, oh, yeah. you, know, um, uh, you know, competition that you're dealing with. And, and, it's uh, not all glam. All yeah, it's, it's, it's not always glamorous. You're yeah. at other people's beck and call. They call. You got to go. Yeah. They say you want to do yeah. this. You know, that's that's almost uh, indentured servitude because you're paying money, you know, up the chain yeah. of command. And so it's not all um, uh, funny well, games. Yeah, the word you're no, looking for not. is glamorous. And the show I did in, in Las Vegas at the Mob Museum, hmm. they subtitled it The Life, Not So Glamorous. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, you, you know. about those other sides, yes. Well, Larry, I am. I mean, we're ecstatic. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait till I get the script for the uh, police captain uh, in the mail. <laughs> you are, listen. You may all be in it. Don't laugh because that's another thing Terry said to me. He, said, he wants to play up a little. I have I have one or two people that I really want to be part of it. Obviously, my son, who is an actor, and uh, my fellow hitman and the Irishman. Oh. I like to. Outside of that, I said, you know, I want them to have a crack in a part. And then, you know, obviously Josh wants to be in it. And uh, Terry told me, he says, this is our project. We get to put in whoever we want. I would never ask for that. I would never ask for that. I think I'd be overstepping. But he told me that. So he, he's got a lot of confidence. He thinks this is going to be something special, and we want to bring you guys in as the police force that brings me to... I work the life, Larry. Or the guys that arrest me. I can't have you guys arrest me. <laughs> because I'm going to say nasty things to you, and you're going to say nasty things to me. And I'd rather you be at the end and say, yeah, Larry's a good guy. He's the one you want, you know. But we'll see. But absolutely, it'll be fun. And you girls, you Betsy girls? Yeah. Listen, there were a lot of girls in the discos that wanted to leave with me. So sure. you know, I was probably one studio. of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then we, we got it. It set. was Studio we 54, have right? <laughs> l- l- uh, Kelly sitting here, hysterical laughing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, so no, but, yeah, no, listen, listen. Let, let's let's hope we're all blessed with this. This is uh, so. This is breaking news. This is breaking news, though. In the interest of full disclosure, the Josh you're talking about is my son? Of course. So, yes, yeah. yes. So, in the, in the interest of full disclosure, but it's his son too. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Larry's stepson. We have both sons. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Um, and you, you just know, lost the part, brother. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just got booted. I'm just got booted out. Looking at yeah. the Anyway. Uh, about the sons being in it, the stepson, but it's from that one. Exactly. They're both sons to all of us. Yeah. You know, he said right? some. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. He he said something. I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll share a little story. Um, a couple of years back, uh, Larry came yeah. out uh, yeah. uh, with a, a bunch of uh, uh, his friends, and we did this show over at Studio 80. And we know a lot more now. I think we would probably do it better if we had a chance to redo it sometime. But he came out. He was very gracious. He shared... Um, you know, excerpts from the book with uh, the people that were there and whatnot, as did some of the other the other folks. Gunnar Lindblom. Uh, Gunnar Lindblom and Frankie and some of... Uh, Frankie uh, Steele, yeah. Frankie Steele was there. Billy, uh, Billy Cotolo Billy, yep. uh, Jr. was there. Yep. Um, yep, and he, he had a good cast. He, he's introduced us to other folks because our listeners like hearing uh, and following stories about the life, yeah. you know, in yeah. general. 
but I, I will tell you, I personally, I, I've known of Larry for a long time, number of years, uh, through a family connection. And uh, uh, he is the um, grandfather to my grandson. And, oh, nice. uh, well, you know, because I was a cop. The third, the third, the the third grandfather. <laughs> correct. Exactly. And that's an honor. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, right. he, he was on the other side. It was kind of rocky uh, at first because I didn't know and, frankly, wasn't mature enough to deal with it, to handle with it. But he has been, I don't even know how to say he's been the nicest person, uh, being a grandfather to my grandson, treated him great. Um, my my uh, my grandson uh, Jarrett loves him, and and uh, you know he's treated us the show yes. with great respect, opened many many doors for us. The only and, thing I got to uh, say about your grandson. Huh. Did he cut his hair yet? No. <laughs> no. Well, he trimmed it. He did trim it a little bit. He trimmed it. He's like the he total sofa dude, man. When I, very, uh, I'm really touched by those feelings, and it's important. Well, it it is, you know. And so here's yes. here's what what he he said to us that night there at the, over at at Studio Eighty, and he he um, no question in my mind he was very sincere, and I took it from there, and that helped change my whole attitude about uh, everything there. He came up and put his arm around me and he said, hey, we're family now. And left it at that. And uh, it kind of just kind of went from there, and we've become friends. We yeah. don't see each other that often, but yeah. we saw him in Florida and and uh, yeah. uh, elsewhere. Uh, where else? Did we saw him somewhere else besides Florida, but I'm drawing a blank. I guess when you all came up last time to, to well, Texas, Texas but, wherever. Listen, wherever yeah. and whenever, we're family, all of us, so, for sure. Anyway, sure. I, we're all I, products. I, that's, that's redemption on both sides. I we're guess. all products yes. of our environment. So, it doesn't change who we are at the heart, but we are all products of our environment. Right. Yeah. Larry, were you also in Married to the Mob? I saw that on yes. the bio. Oh, you did. Yeah. You, you, okay, you played a role in Married <laughs> and to the Mob as well. I the one I lived with a killer. Uh, you know, and it's not as bad as it sounds. Uh, uh, there's a two or three other ones too. I was in. Uh, I was in the John Gotti episode, Godfather and Son. Which I didn't like because they cut me out because I wasn't very nice to John Gotti and, and they were trying to glorify him. No, they were trying to glorify him, and, and I don't want—I don't want anybody to glorify me either. I mean, t- tell the truth, tell it what it was. Mm. You know, uh, he was uh, definitely not nothing to glorify. I said, "What do you want to call this? The St. John Show?" Yeah. You got to uh-huh. kidding me, you know. And they cut me out because the son I didn't know was part producer, so he had a uh. final cut, and obviously, yeah, they cut me out of a lot. But that's okay. I, uh, here's a little funny side note. When we went to the premiere, he was in there, John Jr. Yeah. And I was there, and there's this bouncer he has that walks around. He's about 6'6", six, six, a big Russian guy. Not, no offense to anybody, because I don't, you know, don't care about that, but he, that's what he was. And I know from his name, like Ivan Kavalov, or some crazy name like that. So anyway, he was bad-mouthing me in different places uh, because of that. So we're at the show, and he's there. He comes walking over to me, and the steps, I'm on a step probably one or two steps higher, and he was still taller than me, mm. okay? And he came walking up to me, and I'm just going to tell you, I abused him verbally, <laughs> waiting for him to say something, because I would have kicked him down those steps. Uh, I was really, I didn't like him, I didn't like the things he said, but he came over, I found out, with an olive branch. I didn't know that till afterwards. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I, and I, I do regret that a little bit, but I said, this 
excuse my language, this fuck is writing me up and he's coming over to say hello to me. So I got right in his face. I get the fuck away from me before. <laughs> Whatever I said, I don't even know. You know, my old Larry might have came out a little bit. But I turned around and I felt bad because my son was there and some friends from, you know, that didn't need to be part of that. Right. Long story short, uh, he walked, I found out later it was just coming over to talk and bury the hatchet, so to speak. So I do regret that, but I didn't know he was coming over for that reason. And I don't care if he was 6'10". I wasn't going to listen to any bullshit from him. So I took the bull by the horns, but I think I made a mistake. Anyway, <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. I tell you, you know, when I was yeah. younger, when I was younger, um, I, had a, I had a run-in with John Jr. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were in Oyster Bay. His dad had oh, okay, a... okay, that's right. That's right, yep. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, that. we were on jet skis... We were on jet skis in in in, in the bay, and then we decided to right. go stop at a dock on the bay. And you Something picked John Gotti's. We picked his dock. We didn't know. <laughs> Good we job. didn't know. Speaking the same thing. And this guy yeah. comes out. Man, we were scared kids. Oh, we, he came out. I mean, he was just like, "Get on your jet skis and get the fuck off my property." <laughs> we we're like, "Yes, sir. We're out." <laughs> Did you know who it was? Did you? Oh, no, I didn't. Know, I didn't know who it was. Until a, a while later, when someone said, right. "You know whose you know whose house that is," and we we didn't know whose it was. We were just we were just kids, man, on on, on the you know screwing around on a dock. And and John Junior was yeah. young at the time. I mean, he he wasn't he, he wasn't you know he was just doing yeah. something for his father. Came out and probably said, "Hey, get the fuck off my dock," you know. But uh, we didn't know who it was until <laughs> until later on, man. So intimidating. Yeah. He, you know, he was intimidating, man. Intimidating guy. Yeah. You, you know, you said how yeah, the stars no, no, have to align, Larry, for things you know to yeah. happen and whatnot. Um, we're going to be Sideshow and I are going to be in New Jersey at some point uh, later on this year because because um, Frankie invited us to come up there. Frankie did. Frankie did. Yeah, he. We're going to go up there and we're going to go hunting for the Jersey Devil or yeah. Go on. Was that what's that? Clinton Road. Listen, go for it. We're going that's, to. That's great stuff. And if you ever come up, uh, you know, Atlantic City, I could come meet you guys there. I got some connections with hotels, so I could help with that. Oh, uh, fantastic. If you just want to do Atlantic City, maybe we could do a live show there or something like that. Who knows? Whatever. But well, I'm, we, you know, you know, maybe we'll, we'll come out to Florida. Maybe, maybe we'll come out toward uh, Daytona Bike Week or something, and you can meet us well, out there, and uh, we can yeah, at least have dinner. Let me add this. Let me add this. One of the things that's added to my life now is we have a friend of mine, uh, Ronaldo, from the old life. We mm -hmm. hook back up. And we are in Palm Beach. We have a, uh, a partnership in a bar. We okay. have a partnership in a nightclub, which I don't like. It's too late at night for me, and it's uh, we're trying to sell that. And we have buyers. But the one we like, we have a speakeasy, oh, and nice. it's called Capone's. Mm -hmm. It's a little Capone's. You get that? <laughs> it's, a little bit like, it's a little bit like the, uh, the, the speakeasy in the Mob Museum. And we could film a show out of there. As a matter of fact, we're planning on doing some live shows, like I did the Mob TV when I was uh, the interviewer, when I hosted Mob yeah, TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want to do a few of those live right out of Capone's. So we could do your show live out of there, too. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be Thank awesome. you. That, that, that would be awesome. awesome. And, that... and listen, I'll have, I'll have a, a, a bunch of people. I'll have Frankie there. We'll have Johnny A. Light, who I don't think you had on yet. We can have uh, uh, some 1940 pinup style girls there. <laughs> yes, you guys. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> we we got Mike now too, the, the most corrupt cop. You know him. I, I, I was. I, well, yeah, me and me and Mike. Uh, you know, I was gonna have. I, I reached out to Mike. 
Um, and I would love to if you reach out because I don't I don't know if he remembers me. You know, we both worked in a seven five, and um, you know when you talk when you yeah. Uh, I actually worked in a neighboring prison, but I, I didn't. I did narcotics in the seven five, and um, you know what? I'm one cop that forgives. You know, I know Mike. I know Mike did what he did, um, and you know, I know there's a lot of cops out there that don't agree with what him. And, and it, but you know what? Well, I reached out to him. I'd love to have him on the show. Well, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna talk to him about that, and he'll he'll come on for sure. Uh, without a doubt, because uh, we're, we're close, we've gotten close. Here's how I, I became friends with Mike. When he was in prison the first few months with me, we came in the same time. Okay. We were on the same unit. And he was walking around as a loner, and guys were somewhat abusing him, treating him, really mistreating him, and I didn't understand it. Was you know, he in GP? He was in a, I was, yeah, yes, he was. Really? There was a lot. Yes, yes, in, in the feds. And there's a lot of uh, um, black and white and racism and all of that. I'm saying, why are they treating this white guy bad? I found out he was a corrupt cop. I researched it, and I told my guys, I said, look, and some of them are above me. It's not like I was setting the rules. I told them, I said, this guy was worse than us. Why are we giving him a hard time? Why are we giving him a hard time? And they came around, and he never forgot me. He stayed in touch with me because I made his time easier. Uh. The guys, you know, let him exist and uh so now we talk once a week you know so yeah he'll come on your show for sure especially yeah i, especially I reached out to him next cop that would be phenomenal yeah i reached out to him yeah. my, you know and like i said man you know past is past you you can't judge somebody by what they did you judge yeah. a person you judge a person on who they are yeah, now exactly. man and yeah. uh you know well, i i uh it, follow mike yeah. And you know he's doing what he he did what he had to do when he was there and now he's doing what he has to do now and then you know yeah. You got to give the guy a chance well, to tell his story, his side, everything else. I think he had to do what he did back then because he's he he just has an addiction, had has whatever to cocaine. Plus, that's the mortgages on Long Island, Island were extraordinary, man. Yes. Paying for yeah, a house, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Larry, I know so, you can't you can't see what I'm seeing, but ask your manager there if uh, if she's in a search for uh, <laughs> some great talent like bands, things like that, to uh, to play at your place down there. Because we got some oh, folks down there in Florida that are sending me a message right now who are in Florida. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll definitely stay. Yeah, we'll let you know about that for sure. Uh, like I said, we have uh, the, the one nightclub is just the DJ Capones. We're probably going to bring in some some not big bands or anything, but you know uh, something that's more conducive to that type right. of environment. Little jazz, maybe type a piano stuff. guy yeah. or or the Sinatra singer, things oh, yeah. like yes. that. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Here, here's what here's our plan. Let, you guys can envision this. Carlos Carr comes out and plays for an hour while people are coming in and having their happy hour and hors d'oeuvres and all of that. Then he announces me. I go up. Then I bring my guest up, and we do a live show. Oh, and nice. then at the end of the show, uh, we do a question and answers, which is always incredible because mm -hmm. people have great questions. And when they're live, they don't ask dumb questions. They ask you good questions that you yeah. want to get into. And then after it's over, Carlos will play for another hour while we, I use the word schmooze and sign autographs and sign books and things like that. Uh, and I'll have different people on every month, once a month. So. And it's going to be called A Night in the Life. Wow. Oh, nice. Love yeah, it. Just love based it. on, like, the book, so. Larry, love it, man. Oh, yeah. I'm just so, well, so happy for you. I'm so, so happy for you. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to have you guys as friends and support. I, I, I could never have enough, so thank you so much. 
It's been a privilege to actually talk to you because I was reading up when they told you you were coming on and I got to read up on all this and I was like super excited about all this. So it's been a privilege to actually be able to be a part well, of this and talk to you. I'm excited about the book. Well, I can't wait well, to get my hands that, on this book. That's great to hear. Did you did you happen to look at anything on Google or anything like that? Because you can get to know me or my story oh, I, I just from you. Google. Mm. I Googled it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I Googled it. That's yeah. why I came in my victory yeah, right. well, today. Well, then you, you like, can spend mm. weeks and weeks. And if you YouTube, if you go on YouTube, you'll be there even longer. I mean, the, the shows, and that's why I said I'm blessed. People have, have taken it with open arms. They love the story. They love the, you know, guy making a comeback. So there's nothing bad about it, you know, except right. how it all started. So. Hey, Larry, I got one final question. I thought... A thought yes. occurred to me. You know how when you're actually in the life, you know, you have like a hierarchy within your family, right? You have the mm -hmm. soldiers and the captains and the constabulary right. and all that. Now that you're out of it, but you still have your friends from that circle who are retired and whatnot, is it is it fair to ask or okay to ask, is there a hierarchy um, in when you're retired, retired from <laughs> from the life. No, we're all no. You know what? We're all equals. But here's what happens. Card. Here's what happens. All the guys you met through me, uh, sort of look at me as the elder statesman or respect my opinions or things I say. Not that I'm their boss by no means, right? But it just happens, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. Nice. But I like a like grandpa. I said this, yeah, the, the elder statesman, that's all it is. Now there's a, a, a friend that came into our lives again from the old days. He did his time. He came back. He's about 10 years older than me. Uh, and his name's Ronaldo. And he, to me, is my elder statesman. He's been around longer than me, and he, he talked about things. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning about life from him. Wow. Uh, and he's a good man. You guys remember, I'll probably have him come on with you guys. He's, and listen, he's a war vet. He spent four years in Vietnam, and he's decorated. But he was a Green Beret, right? Green Beret. Oh, yeah, wow. He's a, a guy that you guys will love to talk to, and I'll set that up for sure. Fantastic. I'm surprised I didn't think it. Yeah, he'd be a great show for you. He's very, very uh, uh, charismatic, and he could tell a story, and we enjoy his company. We have a great time with him. And it's, a lot of the doors in Palm Beach with the bars opened up because of him. So okay. we're, we're down here. Uh, but So there isn't really that same. And here, as a matter of fact, here's what I said. I said, if we're all going to get back together, it has to be a round table like the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> There's nobody fighting for the head of the table. We're all around this circle, and we're all equals. But even at that Knights of Columbus, there was an elder statesman, I guess it was King Richard or whatever, that yeah. they all looked up to. He was not their superior, but they looked up to him because he was around the longest. And that should be, that's in any life. And that's just natural respect. Yeah. That's just right, natural respect, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I, I did Greg say Jr. that. Greg Jr.'s, hey, Greg Jr. is another guy that could, could come on your show. He's home now. He's have back him. in our circle. Yes. And, you know, he's equal to us now. He was the Grim Reaper's son. He was my skipper. But he's not anymore. Now we're friends. Now he comes and hugs me and kisses me. And, and you know, uh, he needs me more than I need him. Back then I needed him. And, and that's just, you know, because he was all those years in jail. 33 years. He'd be a great story for you guys. We'd love yeah. to have him. Love to have him. Yeah, I'll set that one up, too, for sure. Man, thank you so much. We are well, blessed. Thank you. Uh, Listen, don't forget me. I thought you just forgot me. I thought you just moved on to bigger and better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're a busy man. <laughs> nah, never too busy for you guys. I promise. Thank you. Never, ever. All right. All right. Well, Larry, well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to get my hand on this book. I really appreciate you. Well, I can't wait to send it, and I look forward to meeting you guys and gals, everybody. All right, brother. 
Thank right. you again. Thank you so Love much. to the family. Um, and we will see you very soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Take Thank care, you, Larry. Talk to you Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, Larry Mauser, the author of The Life, uh, actor in uh, The Irishman, Married to the Mob, and a host of other things. Got some big, big things coming out. Uh, we are blessed that he shared that exclusive yeah. with the 99% Radio Thank Network. We are so happy for him. And, uh, you know, when you do good things, you know, good things happen. Honestly, and how cool would it be Dude. for you Dude. If, if the stars aligned, everything came together for you to get to play Epolito or something, your cousin. Oh, my God. How I mean, that would Just be so like... How you doing? How you doing? Are there ties there that I'm missing? Well, see... Yeah. So you guys arrested some of those guys? Well, no, he was family with them. I, well, 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 I thought you were family with them. I'm, no, no, I'm on family with Larry. But see, it's when, all when, I, when I was a cop, when I was a cop, I went undercover in the mob. I worked for organized crime so i investigated these guys you never told us any yeah of that. So, and but that you know it, it was a cat and mouse game and, that's, yeah. and we all respected that but uh my ex-wife my ex-wife uh cousin was louis apolito and he was one of the mob cops that if you ever read the mm-hmm. book mob mob cops okay uh, and we spoke about this very dirty very dirty oh, cops. They so did some bad I stuff. I like very dirty. They, cro- they crossed the line. They crossed the line. They thought they could play both sides. You can't play both sides. Mm-hmm. The mafia will respect every single cop out there. You cross the line you and you enter their zone, then guess yeah. what? You're fair now, now you're fair game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, in the mob cops, Louis Apolito, they crossed the line, and they thought they can play both sides, and you what can't do that. you got to choose yeah. a side. And... Um, and, you know, they, they went to prison for it. They got caught, and they went to prison for it. I just think it would be so cool Woo. if Dude, that real. actually, you know. If but it, but Louis, I don't think, Louis's not in, in, in uh, his book, so that he wouldn't, be play, he wouldn't be part of that. Yeah, but he played a big part in the Columbo Wars, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. they were ratting out people left and mm-hmm. right, and, and yeah. he, they were integral to that because, uh, what was it, the uh, Bonanno or the Lucchese family mm-hmm. were using them f- for a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, well they were then. they were bouncing. They 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 were guns for hire, man. They yeah. were going they were going to uh, you know they were doing anything and everything for any facet of the mob. Uh, they had no no um, no no scruples. They, they had no loyalty. They actually had no loyalty, and uh, that was a big thing. Um, you know when he talks about Mike Dowd, Mike Dowd uh, was in the seven five. You know he he was the most corrupt cop in uh, in New York City's history. Um, you know, I've crossed paths with Mike a lot of times on on the streets, and uh, you know, I got to tell you, back then, back then in the in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, crack epidemic came out, um, easy money. You know, cops at that point we were only getting paid twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars a year. Oh my god, you, you couldn't survive on that. You yeah. know, you're a cop out there. You know, um, it sucks. He did what he did. I'll, you know, it was a bad choice on his part. But you know what? A lot, a lot of guys, a lot of guys did what they had to do. And once you get a little taste of uh, when you when you get a little taste of the money and the and the cash flow coming in, and you're in the ghetto back then. I mean, we had the seven five precinct. They had four hundred homicides. They cover five square miles. Four hundred homicides. Well, wasn't that the worst time for New York? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. So yeah, they made documentaries um, about it. Yo, so there, there's there's um on a on a happy note about oh. that though. Yeah, Larry just completely illustrated. What we say all the time about a rising tide lifts all yeah. boats. Yeah. All right, man. We, we, we got we got to roll. We gotta go. All right, we got to go. <laughs> we got five go. o'clock, man. I, 
Larry right. took up the time, and it was great. We're going to turn it all into right. mushrooms. Well, once again, man, this is 99% Radio Network. Thank you guys for all tuning in. It was an epic show. Uh, I want to thank our Bedling Betty. Awesome. Uh, and uh, until next week, stay tuned. Go on to our website. Check out what's upcoming. And if you can be anything in this world, be, be more, more kind. kind. <laughs> Wait, what?